Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football, energy drinks, beer, more football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Final hour, Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio, all over the world being heard on the Odyssey app. Chris Unocero on the buttons. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Feel free to chime in on our Chiefs conversation. You know the number, 913-576-7610. Hasn't changed. We'll continue the Chiefs conversation, talk about the defense, talk about if the offense is a problem at any level, if Patrick Mahomes was ever part of the problem. But first... Chris, do you remember your first CD was that you ever bought? Only reason I ask is because my grandpa, they're downsizing, so we had to kind of take all the crap out of his basement. And I went through box after box after box wondering, why did my parents save any of this stuff? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I feel like parents save stuff. I don't really know what the intent is just because, like, they feel guilty to throw it away. And then ultimately, they just throw it away. But I did find my old CDs, and it brought to mind the first one that I ever got, which was... (laughs) I think I got two at the same time. Bush, 16 Stone. I don't know if you remember that album. It was pretty good, actually. And whatever the name of Meet Me at the Crossroads. Cro- uh, Bone Thugs in <laughs> Harmony. Yeah, I, I got those at the same time. Bone Thugs? Yeah, I couldn't remember. <laughs> and I saw him at the Crossroads. <laughs> like the actual Crossroads. You couldn't remember Bone Thugs? Shut up. Name? Shut up. <laughs> I mean, that's like one of the most iconic songs in, in hip-hop history. And yeah. that's one of the most iconic groups and in I, hip-hop and history. And I've seen Busy Bone at the Crossroads. And, and I you still... couldn't remember the All name right. of the group. Screw you. Hey, hey, real quick. What was the first CD? Do you remember? Uh, first CD I ever <laughs> bought was, uh, it was a CD for, uh, he's a local artist, uh, Reggie in the Full Effect. Okay. It was called, uh, it was a, his album Songs Not to Get Married To. So that was that was the first one <laughs> I, I, All right. I, I, I got. Text us first CD if you can remember it, 913-5767. Um, I've only mentioned over a thousand times that I went to the original Up and Smoke tour in Chicago, which was all the way back in two. Yeah, so it was, it was in 2000. Very questionable parenting for all my friends' parents and my own to let us go as a bunch of, like, 18-year-old kids. Yeah, that's fine. Just We'll, we'll loan you the minivan and just go ahead and, you know, don't uh, do anything illegal along the way to go see 
uh, something called the Up and Smoke Tour that has Eminem and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Exhibit and all these things. But it, it brought to mind that this might be the best Super Bowl show. This might be the most memorable Super Bowl show of our lifetime. Because right now, I think the answer that most people would agree on, if I said right now, if I say the last, let's just call it 25 years, I figure that'll cover most people. What's the Super Bowl halftime show that comes to mind? The nip slip, right? Yeah? I mean, Come on. it's one of the first ones. Come it's not on. the first one, though. Who comes to mind over the nip slip? Prince. Prince was, I, that, was that was the best one ever. The, the, I, I love in the rain. Prince the purple is, rain. Prince is in the one rain. Of, yes, I'm saying it actually rained. Like no, Prince is one of my favorite artists. If you're of all talking time, about yeah. iconic performances and halftime performances that were above what we thought we were going to get, that was certainly up there. I don't think it was above what we thought we were going to get because it's Prince, but it was exactly what we thought we were going to get. I think most people remember a nipple before they do Prince over the last 25. years. I mean, years. certainly if we're talking about like controversial moments, yeah, but like overall performances, I would. It say. is kind of crazy I, I to think Prince. that that happened. My whole point is this. I think this one's going to tear it up because it kind of feels like the NFL has the same problem that we all have, which is crossover genre. You know, like you could get Lady Gaga and most people are going to be cool with it until my grandpa most starts, until my grandpa cool starts yelling at the TV. You most know what people I mean? are not going to yeah. be cool with Lady then, Gaga then at the cool halftime show. And I like Lady Gaga, but most people are not going to be cool with I Lady feel like Gaga. this one goes over well. If you're talking about the typical, and obviously the people that watch the NFL are going to love this. Like that's their viewing audience. But if you talk about the typical fan who doesn't want to see this halftime show, right? Who doesn't want to see Snoop get out there with Eminem and you know you're going to see some some dudes that you weren't expecting to see? Like, to me, this is the one that's going to absolutely hit it out of the park. And most of the time when the halftime show comes on, I got to admit, that's my break, right? That's when I go walk the dog or do whatever I have to do. This is one where you have to sit down and make sure that you're absolutely watching. It's going to be fantastic. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. Let's get back to the Kansas City Chiefs where we were talking about at the top of the show that it kind of feels to me the way the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl is the reason why they got off to the start they did. You hear a lot about this quote-unquote Super Bowl hangover, but if you really break it down, most of our life, the Patriots were the TFC that had won the Super Bowl. A couple of other times it was a Peyton Manning-led team, but then the next year that team was pretty good. Very rarely did that team that won the Super Bowl come back the next year and either didn't make the playoffs or was a fringe playoff team. Almost every time the Patriots went 14 and two and won the Super Bowl, they came back the next year, went 13 and three and had another run. The Super Bowl hangover, what it really is, is for the team that lost the Super Bowl. And we've had such a charmed run the last couple of years here in Kansas City where AFC Championship game at home, AFC Championship game at home, AFC Championship game at home, three years in a row, my entire lifetime, they'd only been to one AFC championship game. That was on the road against Buffalo 20 damn years ago. So we've gotten used to this type of thing. They've set the bar really high for themselves. But when the Super Bowl hangover is real, it's when you lose that Super Bowl. And the Chiefs didn't just lose the Super Bowl. It felt like in the fashion they lost it, that maybe we should have seen this coming. Maybe we should have seen the fact that they were going to get out the gates a little bit slow a little bit rugged, if you will, because quite frankly, if you thought that you were going to see the same Patrick Mahomes that you saw the last couple of years, the same Chiefs that had won, what was it, 27 out of 30 regular season games heading into this year, you were kind of buying a bill of goods that you were never going to get. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is this. I told you so. (laughs) 
I'm not that surprised that the Chiefs got out the gates relatively slow, and I'm also not that surprised that the Chiefs have won three games in a row, and if the Chiefs beat the Dallas Cowboys coming up on Sunday afternoon and make it four in a row, then I think going forward, the rest of the season, it's going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun. Because let's just admit it, guys. Like Let's just admit to ourselves, driving around Kansas City, the first two months of this year, it didn't suck. But compared to what the last two years have been, or three years since Patrick Mahomes got here, it wasn't what we expected. There were some gloomy days. Your Mondays were probably a little bit more difficult to get up in the morning because of rough Sunday night losses. A couple of teams, they got their asses kicked. A couple of times, the offense didn't show up at all. You were probably questioning yourself at some point. Maybe you're on the crapper, and you're thinking, I wonder if Patrick Mahomes is going to turn back into Patrick Mahomes. Well, let me tell you this. The sample size is a whole lot bigger that you'll see the Patrick Mahomes that you saw last Sunday where he's thrown for 400 yards and five touchdowns and the Chiefs run away with a victory, especially against the division opponent, then the Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs saw that you got used to seeing the first two months of the year. That was a weirdly specific example. <laughs> you're just sitting on the crapper. You're just thinking about Patrick Mahomes and whether or not he's going to get over this night. Is this a, is a personal reference right here? When you're sitting on the crapper, what are you of, thinking about? I'm usually watching videos on my phone, See, so they, they, I'm not sitting there thinking about anything. I'm being entertained by my phone. There's only two things you should be doing, Chris. It's either reading the Guinness Book of World Records. It should always be sitting I'm on the back of the toilet. I'm not reading anything on the toilet. No, I'm watching something. Do you, do, you, do you have phone conversations while on the toilet? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. If someone calls me, I just put it on silent and wait till it gets done. I'm not talking to you on the toilet. At some point, I got to flush. So I'm not going to talk to anybody if I'm on the toilet. Let me give you a piece of advice. Get the Guinness Book of World Records because it's the best entertainment you could possibly have on the back of your toilet. You're always going to be able to. Absolutely not. No, no. And, and also. Absolutely and, and not. You think, you're being, you think that you're like taking care of business while you're taking care of business on your phone and all that, but you've got your rules and your morals that you can't actually call somebody. Let that thing drop between your legs one time. Boop. And then it's done, and you need a new iPhone, and I doubt you got the insurance on that thing. And then all of a sudden, the Guinness Book of World Records looks a whole lot better than the iPhone 12. You hear well, me? all smart people have insurance on their phone. It's not that much more expensive. Uh, and uh, what, what angle are you holding the phone at that would have dropped in the toilet? You've never dropped your cell phone not in the a, toilet? I, not a single time. I can confidently say I, I'm pretty sure most people listening to this show have probably never dropped their phone in the toilet. Lies. What kind of way are you holding your phone? Maybe not where most. you create enough three. space to drop One your in phone in the toilet? I've done it twice. I dropped it in the toilet. That, that that sounds like a personal problem it is. here. It does not sound like a widespread is. issue. I've that sounds it. like a Sean Levine Once problem. I did it. The situation you're talking about where I was trying to like knock out the text messages that I got earlier in the day and Butterfingers, I Sammy Watkins did hit off my right leg, off my left, pinball style, and and then it was gone. Couldn't even get that thing to start back up, and I didn't have insurance. I've never cracked my phone before, and then one time, like not once, I was in Vegas and I wanted to carry my phone like in my front pocket because I thought that'd be better protection. And I leaned forward in a public <laughs> a public bathroom with that, and the damn thing fell in. And at that point, I went after it. I had to. I'm not, I mean, you I'm not just, proud of myself, but I had to. Yeah, you need to have better fro phone techniques so you're not dropping it in toilets. What are you, tires to your wrist like your wallet? I mean, you, you got just, a chain for you, your phone? You need better pockets? Uh, you need to have a better angle when you hold it? Like, I've I've never dropped I my phone. I do need phone. better pockets. Yeah, like, I if your phone's pockets. falling out of your pockets as a guy, because like it's different, like, chicks, like, the pockets on their pants are terrible. Like, as a dude, if your pockets are usually pretty good. They're pretty reliable. Yo, a girl will pull a phone out from anywhere. Yes, I'm saying. They have to wear them in Where their the back pockets because the front pockets are useless. That's what I'm saying.
But, like, as a dude, you shouldn't have a problem with your phone in your pocket. 33% of people listening right now, one in three, I, I guarantee, I, have dropped their phone I in the toilet. do not think that that's true. <laughs> Am I the only one that's dropped my phone if in the toilet to multiple flush, times? you press mute, no, bro. No con- Unless somebody's dying, no conversation is important hey, enough to take it on the toilet. Let me tell you what the worst part was, dog. No, when sir I was in or Vegas, ma'am, no. And, 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 and I, was, I, was already, I was so drunk I didn't care. But the problem is, you know when you pull away from the automatic flusher, that thing goes with some serious power. So it was like pulling my iPhone down, and I got my arm in there. It's got my wrist halfway down, but I got that iPhone out. Never worked again, but I got that thing out. Well, you just throw that thing out at that point. <laughs> <If> all, <laughs> Thank I you. mean, I just know that, a paperweight. If, I just know that if my phone fell in the toilet, I'm getting a new phone. You gotta go I got an upgrade it. available anyways. I'm waiting for the 14 to come out next year because it doesn't have the notch on top. You're a different tax bracket like, than I'm, me. I'm going I'm in after that, that thing. Coming up next, we'll get back to the Chiefs and out of the crapper. Chris and the sports machine taking you up until 9 o'clock right here. 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The fun continues. Bink at night with Chris Unocero. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine, taking you up until... Nine o'clock. Thanks to everybody that's called in. 913-576-7610 is the phone number. Lots of text, lots of love on the text line. I've tried to respond to as many of you guys as I possibly can. I really appreciate all the kind words. We were talking about our first CD. Chris got some random CD I never heard of. I couldn't remember the name of Bone Thugs and Harmony, so neither of us won that one. 
Either does from the 309. I think I want because Reggie the Full Effect's a good artist. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> He's great. Uh, 309 Chumbawamba. <laughs> I wouldn't admit that. Um, well, no, Tub Thumping's a good song, man. No, it's That's not. a good song. I like Tub Thumping. It, and then somebody says Twista. I saw Twista in Chicago a long, long time ago. I saw Twista a couple months ago. They they did like a tacos and tequila thing at over at Legends Field where the yes. Monarchs play at. Uh, it was him, was it, Petey was Pablo, Luda? Luda was there. Dude, uh, I wanted to go so bad, but my girlfriend Bobby got Valentino. scared off. It was, it was cool. Oh my gosh, it was he, cool. He, Petey Pablo too. He actually Petey showed. Pa- he was the he first. Did the he swing was, around here, yeah, like the got the North yeah. Carolina. See, the, this is the problem though. We're going to hip hop concerts. Is that because there's so many features? A lot of times they don't have all the people that that do features on songs. Or like in the case of Twista, he was the worst one there because all he does are features on other people's songs, and so they literally just play the lead into his feature on this song, and then they just jump to the next song that he did. A or feature the exact on. opposite happens. Like you're waiting for the dude that has the feature or there's 15 dudes up on stage and you're like i literally just want to see that guy i don't know yeah. who all these homies are like well it, was, it wasn't like yelling. it wasn't like that it wasn't like you know the whole crew was up there that's like that's our modern rapper thing but like it was like i think he played like one or two songs that were like his own songs every one of his other songs were just songs where he was he was a feature on for some other artist. So. somebody says the first album they got was the red hot chili pepper oh no they were talking about the red hot chili peppers being the best uh super bowl halftime performance I had a bad experience with the Chili Peppers one time. I was listening to Dream of Californication, and I'm I'm at the Lake of the Ozarks, and I had way too many wine coolers, and I told the person, I'm like, please turn that down. Please turn that down. And then it kept playing. Red Hot, Red Hot. I didn't. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of the Red and Hot. Then, I liked them before this incident, and then I vomited over the side. And now every single time I hear Red Hot Chili Peppers, and all their songs are the same, and they're all kind of phone or something. They're not bad. Maybe a little bit overrated. They just make me nauseous. It wasn't a good halftime show. It it just it wasn't a good halftime show. But they tried to do what I was talking about, which is do a halftime show that's just not going to piss people off. You know, like yeah, that's, that's was, ultimately the goal. It was, safe. it was like when they had the who on or like Tom Petty, Tom Petty in the heart. That's lame. It was like, it was like, eh, like, I'm just going to go get some more nachos. Who you know, had like, mentioned Tom Petty or the who 20 years before they did the halftime show? That's what I'm talking about. Well, I guess you could say the same thing about Eminem and Dr. Dre. And I remember that I went to the Up and Smoke tour in 2000 and it's 2021. Man, if you would have asked those dudes at the Up and Smoke tour. Like if they would have cut the cut the lights and said, "Hey, twenty years from now, what are the chances, sick of sick of Slim Shady, you think you're doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl?" I mean, like he would have said zero. I would have said a hundred once he started doing you're "I'm crazy. Not Afraid" and stuff like that. Like once he started changing his his style, he started doing more serious stuff. I was like, "Oh, he'll definitely do it." You would have show said that a fifty. How old Snoop? Got to be in his fifties, right? Yeah, probably. In the, he's probably like late forties, early fifties. A fifty-four year old Snoop Dogg was. Oh gonna, yeah, definitely. Yeah, really, totally. Like you told me, like Snoop will do it in the twenty twenties. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can believe that. At that point, like he he'll have mellowed out some. He's not going to be doing gangster rap like he was doing the nineties. Like, yeah, I totally believe that. I don't think that was once the- he did sexual eruption. I was like. He's probably going to do a <laughs> halftime show at some point. You told yourself that, huh? Once the rappers, once they start letting the rappers back on, because they were kind of about eh, about it because of the whole uh, uh, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake thing. Hey, it's a nipple. They were like, we got to go safe. We've all got them. It's a nipple. Point, at some point, though, they were going to go with the with the older rappers, and that's what happened. They're not going to have like uh, they're not going to have like the baby on anytime <laughs> no, soon. Oh, 
Oh, no. It's going to be like oh, another no, no. 15, 20 years before DaBaby <laughs> and Lil Yachty 50. and Ugly God are on Lil there. Lil Yachty has no talent. But, He'll never do it. No, he's great. I love him. He'll never but, do it. But it'll, it'll be 20 years before they, they do it. But, yeah, they're going to – I mean – you, if you'd have told, if you'd asked me 15 years ago, does Snoop do it a uh, halftime no show chance. for there? I'm like, yeah, he probably does. It's a nipple. Because at some point, people are going to get tired of seeing Coldplay doing the halftime show and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and the Who. I mean, you had some good ones sprinkled in, like the I don't Black think you Eyed Peas. And... I'm like 98% sure Tom Petty passed a couple of years ago. Yeah, so well, yeah, but yeah, like, but that. that was like, you know. 2008. Oh, I remember. Like it was a long time ago. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was forever. It was terrible. Um, same thing with the Who. I was like, I, I don't even know who the Who are. <laughs> like, so I was just like, I'm not a. I'm not a fan of this. And yeah, no. But they're. You could tell they're starting to take a little bit more risk. They they made up with Justin Timberlake. It's not shocking. Don't you think that there's going to be a large portion of the audience that looks at Snoop and says, I don't know who you are, the same way that no, you did with the Who? No. You think your grandpa no, knows who dude. Snoop is? Yeah. Well, I man, my grandpa's not alive, but okay. he knew who Snoop was. <laughs> <laughs> he knew who Snoop was. Yo, my grandpa but, just turned 93, bro. There ain't a snowball's chance in hell know, he knows Snoop who Snoop is. is. Snoop is way, like, the, Snoop is way more popular in modern times than The Who. I mean, tons of crossover, tons of amount. appeal. My he's grandpa's still on TV all the time still. He's doing all those Corona commercials now. Like, at the very least, he's the guy from the Corona commercials. At the very least. He's the guy from the Corona commercials, but like, you know, he's a rapper. I'm calling my grandpa tomorrow morning because he's already asleep because it's 822 and I'm asking him if he knows who Snoop is. And I bet that he says it's that animated dog that's friends with Woodstock. See, somebody, somebody on the text line, Prince was the best Super Bowl show ever. That is 100% fact. Prince, that is all facts. Okay, fine. Prince was I'm not gonna by argue. far the best I'm not Super Bowl argue, show ever. But they really lucked out. If you're going to sing Purple Rain, the only way that, that really becomes the best ever is if he does it. In the pouring no, rain. No, that, yes. that was just an additional bonus. That was the cherry oh, on top. But Prince is the show, and Prince alone himself made it the best uh, of of all the. I would say shows. Super Bowl performances. The nipple is one of the most performance. Was one of the most memorable. Oh yeah, definitely. The, 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 the Prince that you're talking about. I thought, it, rain, at first in the I rain. thought it was like, is that real? And like, then and me like, too. I was like, I was like, man, I wish I had TiVo. And then, like, and then, and then the Whitney time. Houston singing the iconic national anthem. And then besides, yeah, but that, that's not Super Bowl halftime show though. That's that's. The, I'm just talking about. Iconic memories that we have from performers. I mean, Michael Jackson was—he was pretty good too. But that was before they—that was you don't have to do that. But do that you was, remember? But that was before they—they they actually did like the all the production that they do now, and so it wasn't as good as like the modern ones because it was just him on a stage. They didn't—they didn't put on the performance like they hear did me now. out. Holograms, Michael Jackson. No, Biggie, not after, not after Tupac. the, not after the. Hell, you can bring your boy Tom Petty if you want to. Not after that Chris. Michael Jackson. Not after that Michael Jackson documentary. You can't have that anything little, associated with him anymore. Yeah, that was little. That yeah, was. You, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, anymore. Okay, well, Tupac and Biggie, they can still come. Bring Janis Joplin too. Nine one three. Tupac and Biggie, that 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 that'd be up there with Prince. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. We'll take your phone calls on the other side. Chris and the Sports Machine. We're taking you up until nine o'clock right here on six ten Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. People chiming in with all kinds of halftime shows. 816, how can you not say Beyonce was the best? And Chris said... She looks good, but not a huge fan of her music. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like one song from Beyonce. That's Halo? It. No. I love Halo. School in Life. It's not even like a hit song. That's Did, it. Hey, this is completely off the tracks, but you know who the uh, UFC fighter Platinum Mike Perry is, right? Yeah. So he 
Do you remember when he came out to, he wanted Halo, like from like the, the Halo, like the theme music, and they played Halo from Beyonce. Oh, yeah, and- that- <laughs> Did he lose that fight? <laughs> he lost the fight. Yes. Yeah. Would, <laughs> but he knew every. But he knew every word to Halos. It was. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I like schooling life, and I just started liking that song like uh, a couple years ago. So. I think if I mean if if you just, if you put Beyonce out there, it's pretty safe. Like I think that I she mean, gets was, a ninety percent approval. It was very safe. So I mean, but like this like, one's gonna be sick. Like this one, if you're if you're a hip hop fan, you gotta imagine that this might be the last time that. Well, I don't want to say the last time. It seems like these guys like live on forever. When you talk about Snoop and Eminem, maybe they're gonna perform into their seventies. But we differ. I'm shocked that these guys are doing the halftime show in 2021. Because I can take myself back to the Up and Smoke tour in 2000 when it felt like. If these guys have another 20 years of performing, I'm going to be surprised, let alone still big enough to do the Super Bowl halftime show. I, can't I mean, wait. you also got to understand that, that rap has been on the radio for a long time, and so they know how to adjust to that and make it more friendly for audiences. So I think they'll be fine. Is, like they, is, they know how to do is it. Is the sticky icky legal in Los Angeles? Completely legal? Yeah. And all those dudes are doing the halftime show at the Super Bowl. I mean, they'll be. You was all about up in smoke. They'll be high as hell. Oh my goodness! During, they'll be high as hell doing that. Oh, show, it's going to be Snoop. contact high. They're going to put the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. You know, the Chiefs aren't in the Super Bowl. If you know what I mean. Yeah, Dwayne Bowe's going to be there asking where Sonic is <laughs> <laughs> in the morning. Let's go. Let's go. Is Sonic's <laughs> open at two in the morning? No, Sonic's not open. <laughs> Let's go to Big T. What's up, Big T? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. So yeah, man, I'm, 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 you know, the both sides of our line, defensive line and offensive line, is really, really coming together. I like the progress there, and I think that's going to eventually lead us to bigger and better things. And, and Andrew Wiley, man, take your hat off to that cat. Yeah. You know, he's three deep now, and he did a fantastic job against his. Uh, to be fair, coach. though, Big T with the offensive line. They didn't exactly set the bar very high the first, what was it, nine weeks of the season. I mean, Tooney's been pretty good, and at times they've been okay. But for the most part, what I thought was going to be a top-five offensive line with all the money that they spent, let's just call it what it is, has probably been a bottom-five offensive line for the majority of this season. It has, man. I mean, you know, you can't just magically wave a wand and put five new guys in there and expect everything to just go perfect, but... Those guys are ballers, man. I mean, Creed Humphrey, that was a steal. And Trey Smith, woo. You know, and then, you know, uh, you're right, Tooney and Brown's come on. But they're, they're they're making progress. But, you know, I'm kind of superstitious. After that game that Williams had, nothing against Clyde. We're 3-0. and I want to see Daryl in there still. We're going to need Clyde. And I think he could do what Daryl does because they haven't really done that with him. But, boy, wouldn't it look nice if both of them can, can excel in that role and, and pick up some catches? And then, hey, you know, in, 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 in uh, the Vegas game, they rolled out those icy wide on whites. I'm calling for him to come out against the... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Cowgirls with those uh, fire red on red. That's a dark, sleek look. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Thanks, Big T. Appreciate you, man. Love the train whistle. Can't tell you how much I've missed it. I agree with you. Why would you not put Daryl Williams out there as your feature back? Let him get the first couple of drives going. Maybe you use him out the backfield. Not like you did last game. There's no way he's going to have nine catches for 100 yards and a touchdown and a top 10 highlight catch. That's just not going to happen. We've seen a big enough sample size to know that that's not necessarily his skill set. But to his point, Chris, if you've got that guy, and then if you've also got Clyde edwards Lair. What has Clyde edwards Lair done in a year and a half since being drafted in the first round to earn the starting spot as the Chiefs running back if somebody else goes and performs like they did, like Daryl did versus the Raiders? I mean, Daryl didn't just go out there and was average. If he was, you'd say when edwards Lair's back, it's his job. I think Daryl went out there and took that job, at least for now. And the best news is it's not like you just have to go with one of those guys. You'd go with both those guys. Clyde has been the better back in the year and a half that they've been playing with each other. And it's not even close. You look at their, their statistics from as far as running goes, Daryl's net. He's not, he's not a feature back. It depends what stats you like. If you like yards per carry, you're right. If you like, you know, touchdowns, you're wrong. He doesn't get that many carries and, and like, yeah, you could point to like, to like touchdowns, but it's not like there's a major difference between them as far as touchdowns go. Like the biggest thing is that, and like I said, to me, the people who are like, Oh, let's go Daryl Williams. They're only doing that because of one game. It's literally just this one game where the Chiefs finally used the running back the way they should have been using the running back since they drafted Clyde. And I just have seen no evidence that Daryl Williams is a better athlete than Clyde. I believe Clyde is a much better athlete than Daryl is. And if you do the same things with da- with Clyde that you did with Daryl against the Raiders, I believe Clyde would be more successful at it. And you can trust him better to carry the football. And so... I look at him, and he he was drafted specifically because of his ability to catch the football. Which he's done seven times yeah, this year. because they don't throw the football to the running backs very much at all. I mean, I mean that, those are the most targets that Darrell Williams had had at any point in his career. Nine targets, nine catches, 100 yards, saying. a touchdown. Like, not n- too shabby. That's number one receiver target numbers. If you give that to Clyde and you got defenses playing 10 yards back like they've been, I am I very much believe that Clyde could put on the kind of performance that Daryl. I mean, we we don't know about that one catch, but like besides that, he was was incredibly consistent because he was getting open field and he was just catching the flats and running, running with open space. And I think Clyde is better in open space than Daryl. If they're going to win this particular game, we're kind of beating a dead horse. And here's why, because starting doesn't really matter. It's more about finishing and who gets the bulk of the carries 
If you look back just a couple of weeks ago, the Denver Broncos came in as a two-touchdown underdog against the Dallas Cowboys. They're not supposed to win that game. Dallas is more talented. They're the hotter football team. They're the actual Super Bowl contender. They're just going to get smoked. And what Denver did was it's not like they had a quarterback that went out there and threw for 400 yards. Time of possession, ball control, running the football with multiple running backs, lots of screen passes, keeping Dallas off the field. Now, ultimately, it didn't matter because the Dallas offense was atrocious for three and a half quarters of that football game. But to me, Chris, that's the, that's the same game plan that the Chiefs should have because even though you've got the ultimate gunslinger, the best quarterback in the NFL coming off his best game of the year, there's a couple of teams in the NFL they can go toe-to-toe for you when it comes to offense. Like, a few years ago, maybe that wasn't the case. But right now, what we've seen, the Dallas Cowboys' offense, by the numbers, by the eye test, is every bit as good as the Chiefs. So, to me, the Chiefs' best way to win this football game, yeah, Pat's going to have to be Patrick Mahomes, and Tyree Kill's going to have to do his thing, and so is Travis Kelsey. But they're going to need to run the football early and often with both those guys with a lot of success if they're going to leave Arrowhead with a victory. In fact, to me, that's the only way they win this game. I I disagree because if the Chiefs have to run the football that much, they're not. That means that their passing offense isn't working. Um, Styles make fights, and sometimes you got to change your style to win a game. Yeah, but that's not their style of play. And you could try to be a running football team, but you're not made to be a running football team. I mean, if you think you're like, if you're not a power puncher, if you're a boxer, you don't have a lot of punch power, and you just go in there, you throw haymakers instead of playing uh, to your strengths, you're going to get your ass knocked out. Because that's how that's how it works. Styles makes fights, but if your style isn't the style that 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 you're trying to implement, then it does not matter what style. Are you suggest Are you suggesting the best way for the Chiefs to beat the Cowboys is to do is, the it, it exact shootout? same thing that they did against the Raiders, which is throw it short, force the Raiders to I'm gonna force the Cowboys to have to come up and tackle, and then. Once they start being more aggressive on the offensive side, I mean, on the defensive side, then you go and you start taking the big shots. You have to do that every time teams sit back with two two safeties deep. You can't sit there and try to run the football because you're not a running football team. And I, I know that people are like, oh, they got to run the football. This isn't 1995. Modern problems require modern solutions. And a modern solution to the Chiefs' offensive woes is not to go the opposite of what they've been great at the last three years. It is to find a way to be better at what you've been doing the last few years. And that thing would be to shorten your passing game up, get Tyreek on four yard crossing patterns and let him just turn the corner and go for a first down hit Clyde on some, some screen passes, Daryl on screen passes, let Travis Kelsey sit in between his own for seven yards. And then he can run after the catch and get, you know, an extra seven, eight yards. That's how you, you go out there and move the ball. If you're not able to go and just go 15 yards down the field, every time you throw the football, because that's your strength. Your strength is not running the football. And if you try to make that your strength, you're not going to be able to move the ball effectively because you're going to make your offense predictable. Everything you just said makes total sense, and maybe you're right. Let me tell you something real quick. The talent that the Raiders had last Sunday is not close to what the Cowboys are going to bring into Arrowhead at 325 kickoff. Are you this sure? Sunday. It's not close. The Cowboys have played a super it's easy not close. schedule. How many playoff teams have they played this year? I got to look at their schedule. One. One. The Buccaneers week one. Every other team they played this year did not make they the playoffs. They could have and should have won that game. But, They've lost one other game this year. they lost that game. And then they lost to a Broncos team that wasn't close to the playoffs last year. Do you not think Dallas year. is legit? 
I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. They'll make the playoffs for sure because their division is trash. But I'm going to tell you this right now. This Dallas team ain't as good as people think they are. You're and nuts. the reason why is because they played a super easy schedule. This is as much of a Super Bowl contender as the Chiefs have played all year, save the Buffalo oh, Bills. Well, get the hell out of here, dude. They played much better teams. The Buffalo Bills are a better team Buffalo than the Cowboys might be are. better. Baltimore would get smoked. Bal- I don't know. Like if, I don't run. even know that. Tennessee would get smoked. I don't know no that. No Derrick Henry. I don't know like that. Like you're in a Wiz Khalifa concert. I don't know that. Smoke like, all over the place, Tennessee bro. Is, is, Secondhand is high. Is Tennessee a better team than, than the Denver Broncos? Dallas smokes all those teams you just said. Dallas didn't even smoke all those teams. They haven't even been smoking all the teams they've been playing this year. Well, here's the good thing. If you beat Dallas, then all of a sudden, it's not just one win against a bad Giants team or back-to-back wins against a Jordan Love-led Packers team or three wins in a row against a Raiders team. The ship has been sinking. This is at least that one game, Chris, where if you beat the Dallas Cowboys, I think everybody can go, all right, they're back on track. But I don't even think people are looking at the Cowboys. That, like, I think there's still a lot of question marks about the Cowboys. Do you not think the Cowboys can beat the Chiefs? I think they can, but to me, it's more of the Chiefs didn't play their game. If the Chiefs play their game, I don't think the Cowboys can beat them. You're nuts. This I version of the Chiefs that I, you've seen in 2021. If they play their game, now I'm not saying they need, they're gonna, like, they need to blow them out, but if the Chiefs play the style of game that they've played the last three years, the Cowboys are not going to win. Yo, I thought I was blind as a Chiefs fan. Da- I'm Chris, not being blind. Dallas, I'm just, Dallas I'm looking at a has Dallas been a better football team than the Chiefs in 2021, and it's not close. If the Chiefs have played, and if it's the not Chiefs close. have played the schedule that Dallas had been playing this year, the Chiefs might be undefeated. It's not, oh. The Cowboys schedule is so – it is baby crap soft. <laughs> it is baby crap Gross. soft. Oh. It is a soft-ass schedule. It is the schedule of a team that struggled to, to win games in a terrible division because their quarterback broke his leg in the middle of the season. It is and not only that, but their division is absolutely terrible. They're, they are not, they have not had, a, like I said, one playoff team. The Chiefs have been playing playoff teams almost the entire season. One playoff team for Dallas. It's not even close. The strength of schedule is not even close. They just beat the Falcons. They just beat the hell out of the Falcons. A Falcons team that has no punch whatsoever. I'm telling you this right now, man. If the Chiefs played the, the Cowboys schedule, we would be looking at the, at the Chiefs the same way we've looked at them the last few years. Wow. All right. On the other side, we got to break down that game a little bit more. I want to look at the line. I want to think for me to say the Chiefs are in trouble and for Chris to say, nah, no danger here. What does Vegas think? We'll talk about that next. Then we'll wrap things up. Bink at night right here, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Wrapping things up on a high-energy back-and-forth Tuesday night with my guy Chris Unocero. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Bink back in his normal time slot tomorrow. So, we've been talking about the Chiefs going at it with the Dallas Cowboys. And for some reason, they're for a team that's 7-2, and two, I don't know, maybe it's the schedule. Maybe it's when they played the Super Bowl champs. The Buccaneers right out the gates, they lost that game. Maybe they just haven't proven anything, but the way that I see the Dallas Cowboys, they are as much of a real threat to come out of the NFC as any other team. Literally. You could say, well, what about the Arizona Cardinals? They got a better record. I'd say, all right, but I think that Dak Prescott's been through more battles at this point than Kyler Murray. You know, you could say, well, what about, you know, Tampa Bay? I would say if you watch that first game of the season, 
Dallas, it was, albeit Mike McCarthy, who's not the best coach in the world, you got to admit that, made a couple of coaching blunders that they could have and should have won that game. So I just think that the NFC is so wide open that this is going to be a real test for the Chiefs. And I think that if you really break it down, Chris, the last three weeks haven't been a real test. When you play the Giants at the crib and barely win, when you play the Packers with the backup quarterback, when you play the Raiders, which I want to break it down season by season, but the Raiders always do this. They get out the gates hot, then they crap their pants, then you look up, and all of a sudden they're 8-8, eight and eight, or this year they'll be 8-9 and nine or 9-8 nine and eight and miss the playoffs. So we've seen that before. What I'm trying to tell you is don't convince yourself the Chiefs are back or right because of the last three weeks, but if they can show out, And if they can convincingly beat the Dallas Cowboys coming up on Sunday afternoon at Arrowhead, then it's all gravy, baby. Then they're back where they wanted to be. Now, Vegas agrees with me, Chris, more so than it does you. You're saying Dallas is a fraud. They're fool's gold. They're not that difficult of an opponent. Well, then how come the Chiefs are only a a two-and-a-half-point favorite at Arrowhead? You know how this stuff works. You get three points for being at home. Therefore, Vegas understands that just this year, Dallas is a better football team than Kansas City. Here's but, the but good news. If they were if they were if they if they honestly thought they were better, wouldn't the wouldn't they be favorites That's even crazy. on the road? Like, wouldn't they be wouldn't they be like a half point favorite still? I think that maybe Green Bay if they had Aaron Rodgers when the Chiefs were in their slide a couple of weeks ago would have oh, been Oh, they were cuz I think they opened as favorites as, against the So Chiefs. the Chiefs would have been a home dog, which is yeah. which you almost never see in the beginning of the year. I think I think they were two and a half opening and then it dropped to like seven in favor of the it Chiefs. It flipped like nine. Yeah, That's fl- how important the quarterback like, is. It flipped like nine after after Jordan Love was confirmed to be the starter. This yeah. line to me is about where I expected it to be because the Chiefs are the favorite by a couple of points, two, two and a half, depending on where you bet, over the Cowboys, over-unders at 56, so a lot of points expected to be scored. I think that so far this year, Dallas has very obviously, I and mean, I know I'm talking to Kansas City here, and I'm the biggest Chiefs fan you're ever going to meet, Dallas has been better than the Chiefs this year. Let's just call it what it is. I also think that this is going to send both of these teams in one direction and the other one is going to go in the opposite. If Dallas goes out there and loses this game, then they're going to look at themselves and say, like you're saying, well, all you did is beat the Falcons. And in between that, you lost to the Chiefs. You lost to Denver. You've lost two of three, three of four. You're not that great of a football team. You're just playing a really crappy division. And then Dallas is going to go on and win 10 or 11 games and get knocked out in the first round. That's what's going to happen if they lose this game. If they win, they're going to be able to say, we went into Arrowhead, we beat the big, bad Kansas City Chiefs, and now we're 8-2 and two through 10 games, and we're for sure, no matter what Chris says, a Super Bowl contender in the NFC. For the Chiefs, it's just as big. If the Chiefs go out there, let's take the negative first. That's what my daddy always did. Gave me the glass half empty. And they get... They lose in any form or fashion to the Cowboys. Whether they get their asses kicked or they lose on a last-second field goal, at that point, it's back to basically what it was three weeks ago when we all kind of felt like crap, when it seemed like the sky was falling, and we were questioning Andy Reid, and are the Chiefs going to win the division? How are they even going to make the playoffs? You have to ask yourself all of that if they lose this game. They're 6-5. and they got a couple of tough division games on the horizon, and they'll be looking up in the division, and they'll be looking up at a lot of teams in the AFC West. The good news is if they go out there and they quote unquote handle the Dallas Cowboys in the same fashion that they did the Raiders, then I think it's time to start talking about all the same things we did at the beginning of the year. Because quite frankly, a month ago, if you were talking about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, you were doing that based on the last two full seasons. You weren't doing that based on this year because up until 
maybe you could say the Raiders game, and I'm going to take that with a grain of salt. The Chiefs have not looked anything close to not only a Super Bowl team, but the Super Bowl team that we thought they were going to look like. The defense has been bad. The offense has been sporadic. Patrick Mahomes hasn't been himself. Tyreek Hill's dropped passes. Edwards O'Leary has been injured half the year. Who knows what's going on with Frank Clark? Chris Jones has been on the sidelines. It hasn't been as smooth sailing as you thought it was going to be. For a team that had won, what, 27 of 30 regular season games, gone to three straight AFC championship games at home, and back-to-back Super Bowls, there was a reason why heading into this year, me and you and you listening driving around right now and Las Vegas and everybody with cells in their brain thought the Chiefs were the best team in the AFC. But also, I think you're crazy if through the first 10 games you still have that opinion for a team that's 6-4 and four and clearly has struggled. This is the perfect test at the perfect time. You couldn't ask for a more perfect test. The Dallas Cowboys, a team that's 7-2, and two, a team that, albeit, hasn't played a very difficult schedule, is looking at you like, quote-unquote, their Super Bowl, the same way that a lot of teams have. Look, if me and Chris differentiate a little bit on how good we think the Cowboys are, you know who's going to think the Cowboys are good? Everybody, if they come into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs who have won three straight. So you can say, well, it's professional football. Numbers don't matter and confidence and all. Yes, it does. It absolutely does. And not only does this matter on paper for both teams, there's a huge difference between the Cowboys being 7-3 and three or 8-2, and two, which would at least have them tied for the best record in the NFC. On top of that, the Chiefs are going to go into bye week. Just tell me how different this hits your ear. Seven and four on a four-game winning streak or six and five coming off of a loss. I know it's just one game in the standings. I know it's just one game in the record books, but I'll say it again. It hits your ears so different. The bye comes around. The Chiefs are seven and four. They got an off week with three division games coming up. Cool. It's not exactly where I thought they were going to be, but pretty close. Nothing to worry about. They lose this game and they're six and five. All of a sudden, the bye week comes. Then it just gives you more time to think about how average this year's been. And then you look at those three division games and you go, well, all those teams have the same record that we do or better. This is a big game. This is one of those games that it's not going to determine if you win the Super Bowl or not, if you make the playoffs or not. But take my word for it. It's going to go a long way to determine all that stuff. I will make a couple points here Please. before we uh, close out the show. Yeah. First off, uh, I looked up the strength of schedule. Chiefs third in the league right now. Uh, their opponent's strength of schedule is 57. Right now their their win percentage is 57%. Uh, the Cowboys, their strength of schedule right now is 16th in the league with 49%. Okay. So right now their opponents are under 500 for the season. Okay, so, you might have made a little bit more out of it than it is. I mean, it's so, a .8% win difference in the opponents. Yeah, I get it. That's pretty dr- – I mean, that they're in the middle of the league, and they've played one playoff team from last okay. year. Okay, all right. You don't believe so, the Cowboys. I get it. So, But, but also, um, I don't think that if the Cowboys lose, they're going to go careening off just because the, the rest of their schedule is easy, too. Their division sucks. I mean, their division is trash. They got the Raiders coming up after the Chiefs. You got Saints. You got Washington. The do you Giants, agree, though, Washington, Chris, I got Washington twice. Um, do you I agree mean, this is going to send the Chiefs in one way or the other, though? I don't. 
because like you're still you're the Chiefs are you're six still, and five. You're screwed. You lose this one. You're pretty no, screwed. No, because you can still win your division. And you can still do what the what what the Bucks did last year in the in the playoffs. Oh sure, just win ten in a row and win the Super Bowl. That's, That's what I'm easy. saying. It's like you don't need to. Like the thing is, you can still win your division. If you win your division, you get a home playoff game the first round, and then after that, you just get hot in the playoffs. You're good. Like look, this is football. This isn't like the you don't need a bunch of momentum going in. You just need to get hot at the right time. You don't you don't need this isn't college football where you need to just go and win 10 straight in order for people to believe in you. Like the, the, the bucks were a team that a lot of people didn't think were going to go through the playoffs the way that they did. And they ended up doing it. All the chiefs have to do if they lose this game is just make sure they finish the season hot, win their division. And all of a sudden just get hot at the right time in the playoffs. But it, it's if you not, lose this game, that becomes a whole hell of a I mean, lot it more becomes difficult, more difficult, but it's not the end of the world. Like we, we shouldn't be going out here, running around, uh, you know, sowing chaos just because the Chiefs lost a game. Like let I know me, it, let, it makes let, it let harder. Let me simplify it. If you if you win this game, then coming up on Monday, on this radio station, everybody should be talking about the Chiefs and the Super Bowl, and we're back, baby. And if they lose, and if anybody's having that same conversation, those people need to be checked. Yeah, it shouldn't be like, oh, we're back, but it's like it's not the end of the world. If you're six and five and coming off loss of the Cowboys, and you come on the radio and you start talking about the Super Bowl. You're an insane person. Yeah, you shouldn't be talking Super Bowl, but it's not the end of the world. (laughs) That's Chris Unocero. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and you. In for Bank at Night. Talk to you tomorrow. 610 Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t